Hello, I'm Derek Ray, and you're listening to the Scottish Football Forums podcast. Hello, and welcome to the Scottish Football Forums podcast. I'm Craig, the founder of Scottish Football Forums, and I'm joined today by my co-host, Laurie. Hello, Craig. Hello, how are you doing, Laurie? Not too bad, not too bad. You good? I thought the, to start off with, I thought we would start discussing the Europa League. I don't want to bring too much of a downer <laughs> podcast, but I thought we'd start and I thought we'd maybe start with your game that you were at, the, the Hearts against Spurs game. It's already blocked from my memory. It never happened. <laughs> so how was it then? Well, they'll, they'll, they'll explain the, the, the atmosphere really from start to finish. Like, Obviously, we, we know the scoreline that Hearts were beating 5-0, but was there a lot of nervousness in the stadium before kick-off? Was there any expectation on Hearts to get a kind of performance from it? Um, it was it was an anticipation in the stadium. I don't I don't think it was a nervousness as such. I think it was always a game where, you know, we were the underdogs, so there wasn't really pressure on us. I wouldn't say to get a result or anything. So it was a really good atmosphere, and um, we kind of showed, I think, a sort of good humour, good spirit. We were still, as Harry Redknapp pointed out after, you know, even when it was four, then five, no, we were still singing. Um, I think we just had to kind of, you know hold our hands up and accept that we were just playing a team who were just a far, far different class to ourselves. Yeah. I mean, in terms of, I had some optimism, as obviously we mentioned the podcast last week. I said maybe we could get a draw, but I did say on the podcast as well, it was dependent on what team Harry ended up put out, because if you put out a strong team, then we would have uh, no chance. And when I saw the Spurs lineup about an hour before kickoff, I, we all kind of agreed that we'll, we'll, we'll take a, We'll take a three, a two or three goal defeat. Would be a, we'd be delighted with, and it's always disappointing to lose five 0 I mean, you're never happy with that. And I didn't think we played well the first half, not as well as we could. We we seemed starstruck. We kind of stood off them, which is what I didn't expect. You know, I expected them to outplay us technically, but I didn't expect us not to be putting the foot in, not to be closing them down. I thought that would be a given, you know, especially yeah. in a big game like that. But we didn't, and um. You know, when you give those players time and space, you, you, you see what happens. But I think some of the, there was a lot of overreaction about it. I think when you look for it man for man, it, they just have far too much class. And you're talking about Gareth Bale up against Jamie Hamill, Van der Vaart, you know, <laughs> Van der Vaart, yeah. Ian Black on him, and Jermaine Defoe up against Sal Yukis and Webster. You know, these are players who sometimes concede three goals to with all due respect to teams like Motherwell or Kilmarnock or what it's like the fact they conceded five to Spurs isn't a great surprise to me so yeah I, it's disappointing but I wouldn't say I, w- I was embarrassed by it because we just were watching a huge gulf between two teams and I think that Spurs side would have comfortably dispatched probably not five but I think they would have comfortably dispatched Rangers or Celtic as well yeah, uh, it's difficult for me because I, w- I was in the pub aiming to watch the Rangers game, but they did have they had a big screen showing the Rangers game. They had a smaller screen within eyesight showing the Hearts game, so I did have one eye on it. I was, I was speaking to my mate beforehand, and he was going to the Celtic game, and he said to me to send him a text with updates of the scoreline. And to be honest, I, I did start to regret it 
especially with Spurs going five. I seem to I seem to spend half the night on the phone <laughs> texting them. But I thought that Hearts looked a lot better in the second half. I, as I say, I, I did only have one eye in the game, but the first half, what was it, two, three minutes that Spurs scored? Yeah, I think that was that was a big factor in it because the first goal was a very cheap one. You know, we had a good chance to clear it. Zalukas yeah. should have got it away. And I think I, that was the disappointing thing at the time was like, right, you know, with like the fifth goal in particular, you just got to say, well, what can you do? You know, we, we had a corner and within a couple of seconds, suddenly they were racing down the other side. And just the speed of Defoe and Lennon was scary. You know, it was just like bang, 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 three, four passes. Suddenly Defoe was lightning down the left wing, whipped it across goal, pinpoint, Lennon nipped in, scored. And it was like, what can you do to that? It's like, yeah, we just yeah, right. couldn't keep up. But like the first goal, you know, you don't give, you can't give away cheap goals like that because you know they've got quality. And it, I think the weird thing is we didn't, if you look to the stats, it wasn't like they were peppering. Kello didn't make lots of saves or anything. It's just when they got their chances, they finished them. And that's not to say that, you know, the sport, the scoreline flat Spurs. I think they had another gear or two they could have went up to if, you know, if we had been causing them problems. Um, so, yeah, I, I just think when people criticise us, we didn't play great, but I think if we'd been at our absolute best, they could still have put five passes if they yeah. wanted to go up to that level because they just have far better players and... The difference is when you play the old firm, you've always got a chance because these days, generally, you've got a lot of good players at the old firm, but they've maybe only got two, maybe three players who are like really superior in that level. You know, maybe Rangers, you've got sort of Jelovic, who will, who is top class, still probably wouldn't get in Spurs team. But when you've got 11 players who are all man for man are that much better than your team, then it's just... It means everyone in the park, you're just you're weakened. You're not going to have areas where you may be winning your battles. And I do have to say, I thought Templeton did pretty well, actually, against uh, Kyle Walker. I gave him a, a few scares, actually. He was pretty confident taking him on. He almost he weaved past two or three Spurs players at one point. He got into the box. And it was just a last-ditch a last -ditch tackle. And a Spurs fan I was speaking to actually said that as well. To be fair, he couldn't remember the name of the player, but he said that <laughs> that wee guy for used did quite well. Seemed to be good at taking on their team. So, yeah, I don't think it's a criticism really of Hearts that they they got beat like that. I think it's just indicative of the the gulf between the the SPL and uh, the EPL. I think with the the money involved and Spurs are a team that well we mentioned in the last podcast we were talking about the predictions and I think you mentioned it. They'd beaten both Milan's and well, they they did they did get soundly thumped by Real Madrid, but well, at least they were there. At least they were they were challenging. So yeah, so prediction wise, I'd went for two one to Spurs, which I don't know if we, if I was playing the SFF predictor, I would have got one point for that. And Laurie, you mentioned earlier that you'd got two two, but you tried to say that you'd covered all bases. <laughs> by saying it depends what team they put out but yeah you're going to have to stick with 2-2 two -two, so you're getting zero points for that oh yeah yeah I know <laughs> I'll accept that but I did not expect to see that 11 so but oh well yeah, yeah. Oh, hum. so I mentioned earlier that I was out in the pub to watch the Rangers Maribor and the pub's not the best place for, for keeping tabs of the, the game especially when my mate kept trying to ply me with drink on a school night <laughs> But overall, I thought that if Rangers had come away with a draw, I thought that would have been a fair result. I thought that Maribor's 
first and second goal were, were very cheap. The first especially, it was a throw-in. And I think it was... The camera seemed to focus on Wallace. And Wallace seemed to switch off. In fact, the whole defence seemed to switch off. And the the throw-in came in. And the next thing, it was a goal. Premier Sports weren't very good at showing an actual replay of how the ball got there. I'm not sure if they were relying on a, a feed from... Marabor or not, but it just it wasn't too good. Yeah, the, the second goal, I think it was Wallace got done a both a nutmeg, and McGregor got done at the front post. At that point, I was I was hoping for the draw, and it was fairly gutting to see that happen. But I don't know. I guess goals goals what matter. So maybe Marabor did deserve the two one. But I um I only saw the. I saw the goals online. Obviously, I wasn't following the game because it was a Hearts game. But yeah, it's disappointing that they were leading and that happened. But I wasn't surprised. I think I predicted a draw. For, I think I said one-one. You did. Um, yeah. I wasn't surprised, and I don't think it's the worst result. And they've got the away goal Rangers. So I mean, the one-nil win at Ibrox or more. I would hope they could still get through. I wasn't surprised. I said that Maribor would be no mugs. You know, I mean, Slovenian league. From what I know, it isn't obviously a high level but they won the league there so yeah. I didn't expect them to be awful and obviously these places are always difficult to go Your disappointing goals I was surprised McGregor seemed to get beat very cheaply for the, f- the first one you know the near post and um, yeah the second one as well just just poor poor defending but yeah right, I think the second one was a, a back heel at the yeah. back post wasn't it I, yeah I was yeah but yeah I, I mean it's just, the first one I think there's maybe a little I think Rangers and Celtic move on to the Celtic game as well. I think they're both in okay positions. Like Celtic drew at home. You'd be concerned about them just because they travel so poorly usually in Europe. But at the same time, they didn't concede an away goal. So the tie is still, you know, if Celtic go in front and Switzerland suddenly see on need to score twice. So I think Rangers are probably in the best position because they've got the home legs still to come. Yeah. But I could see them both still going through and I hope they can. And, and then obviously Hearts is just the case of trying to regain some pride and I think I think for the second leg of White Hart Lane we will see a very weakened Spurs team this time because I don't think he'd be too worried about losing the tie anymore yeah I think um, so yeah let's see uh, just to highlight my mistake I'm going to put I'm going to mention that I put down 2-1 Rangers for that the Rangers Maribor game so I got that totally wrong yeah I think we both put down comfortable Celtic wins for the Celtic game didn't we we both put 3-0 down for Celtic Sion, which is obviously 0-0, and I didn't get a chance to see that at all. I'm not sure if there was any highlights available online. Um, No idea. I don't think... It didn't sound like the most exciting game. I think Celtic, by sounds of it, were always in control, but just couldn't score, which would be a worry for Lennon, because... Um, I'll aptly maybe use that to move on to the SPL for you <laughs> because um, yeah a bit of a worry with the last two games for Celtic because it's two games where they seem to have been in control and haven't managed to score but obviously at the weekend in the football the opposition did manage to score so I'll let you then I'll let you move on to the SPL with that well yeah we'll, we'll start then with the, the Celtic St Johnson game which happened earlier today and on Sunday. I was I was watching the, the Rangers game on my Sky Player, but I was also watching a a legal stream. <laughs> can I can I call it that? 
think I've got myself in trouble there, but I was watching a, a legal stream, uh, Celtic St. Johnson for the first half and listening on the radio for the second half. And to be honest, Celtic seemed to be on, tro- on top throughout, but they were unlucky to, to lose that goal to St. Johnson, who I think I said last week had no chance of scoring. Yep. So I hold <laughs> my did. hands up to that. And well, it's it, to be honest, it sounds like St. Johnson done a good job. It's not attractive, but they seem to defend well. Even near the end, they had the they had the odd chance on a break. So yeah, well done to St. Johnson winning that one 0 Yeah, I mean, I, to be fair, we are we aren't good at the whole predicting malarkey, but I think uh, <laughs> I don't think we could really be blamed for that. I don't think many people would have put down St. Johnson to the score, let alone not lose, let alone win. Yeah. So um, I think some people I think some people said in the forum that maybe um. Lennon maybe underestimated him because he dressed, he kind of changed the team a bit after the European game and one of those games certainly a surprise really didn't you know Celtic at home I think if you'd picked any team just now you know St Johnston don't seem to have much confidence don't seem no, to be having any luck in front of goal if you'd give me any team maybe bar possibly maybe Inverness would be the only other team that would be more comfortable you'd expect Celtic to beat would be St Johnston. But, you know, that's why football is brilliant. These things do sometimes happen. And uh, just like Spurs can put five past hearts, sometimes <laughs> sometimes it's the smaller team who do get the result. And I suppose it's it's great for St. Johnston to get that first result. And what a, what a confidence booster to have at Parkhead. But, yeah, a bit worrying. I don't think there'll be any, too much alarm bells for Celtic yet, you know, in its early days. But yeah, certainly um, not great to lose, you know, I think they only lost... Was it only lost once at home all last season? I think so, yeah. I did hear that start on the radio, yeah. In the league. And prediction-wise, well, it was a pretty poor show from us. I went for 3-0 and you went for 4-0, so we'll, we'll both see. wildly wrong. Celtic actually ruined a good coupon I had today. I think I had about seven games, a couple of aways, a couple of homes. I included a draw in it as well, which I got right with the yeah. Hearts game. So I think it would have been, because it was Ladbrokes, it didn't show my... My um the odds which I don't like, but I'm pretty sure we've been a good payout we'd have been getting. And Celtic was the one game that let me down, so I can't be that bad at predicting games. I had six out of those seven right, and the one I got wrong was Celtic getting beat by St Johnston. Yeah. But anyway, um, what was the other games? The other games on um Saturday, I saw the highlights. I think maybe not too much surprise at Petodre. Probably won't go into too much depth on it since I think you probably just like me probably just saw the highlights. Yeah, yeah. But good for Aberdeen, you know. Get the, they needed to get those the first goals in and the first win as well. So not surprised that it went one goal to the home side. I think I predicted one nil Inverness, but yeah, I said at the time it could go either way. It was one of those games that was always going to be close. It was, uh, yeah. So it was it was two two one and. Well, I'd predicted nil-nil because well, I just thought Aberdeen aren't going to score and Inverness aren't going to score, so I was totally wrong. And I think you went for a one-nil win for Inverness. Yep, so we we're both rubbish. Yeah. But yeah. Um, the only thing I say about that game is, if you've not seen it, it's probably two of the worst pieces of defending I've seen in in a long time, and I include uh, I include Hearts against Spurs and with them. The new, um, the new Inverness boy at the back, and his name's eluded me already. Actually, they're loan signing from Wigan. The big. But yeah, I remember. Yeah, was it the first goal? He tried to. He tried. To, he was the last man, and he turned. He actually turned okay, 
turned the yeah, centre forward, yeah. but then proceeded to fall over, <laughs> and Vernon ran through and scored. And then I have no idea what Yoma Weney was doing for the Inverness goal. He the ball was. <laughs> it seemed like he he couldn't figure out what to do with it, and he just decided to. The ball bounced up in front of him, and he just decided to head it down six yards in front of the goal straight to Foran, who just slid it in. It was just bizarre defending, but luckily for him, Inverness couldn't kind of uh, come back and get the draw, so Brian will be delighted with that. Yep, the the next match I think we should dis- to mention is uh, Dundee United against Dunfermline. Now, I'd predicted a 2-0 win for Dundee United, and I think you'd went for a 3-1. Yep. Because, well, I think that was, that was a safe prediction to go for Dundee United, but mm-hmm. Dunfermline ended up winning it 1-0, and they now find themselves in fourth position in the SPL after four-ish games in the league. Some have played five, but Dunfermline scored, uh, played four. So a pretty impressive start for them. Yep, I'm very impressed with that. I, and I have to say, surprised. Uh, I think a lot of people put them as bottom. And I know it's early days yet, you know, anything can happen. But getting these points on the board early is, you know, a big boost if you can get these wins down and it's a really good win for them at Tanadice. Never an easy place to go. I don't, you know, even the old firm generally do struggle yeah. to to beat Dundee United or at least beat them comfortably. They always get given a good game there at Tanadice. So yeah, great win for them. And they rode the luck a bit. Seemed United had a few chances, just couldn't tuck them away, but they got that win, a good finish, and they'll be delighted with that. And yeah, at the moment, sitting comfortably in it could be a Europa League place if, uh, <laughs> if, if we stop now, yeah. If we stop now, but yeah. Which moves on to another game where another another team who are having a good start to the season, although one that a few people did predict is St Mirren, who put uh, two goals past the hapless Hybies, uh, <laughs> who were leading Gary O'Connor. I have to say, I think he's been the one main positive for him so far this season. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, he's, he seemed to scored in, in most of the games, I think. I'm, I'm not sure of the exact stats on that, but I'm sure he's scored at least three. I don't think anyone else has scored for them, actually. I think he's their only scorer. I'm, I, right. I'm, maybe unless I'm forgetting a game, but I'm pretty sure he's I mean, he scored the winner against Inverness, he scored the goal against Kilmarnock, and they didn't score against... Yeah, so he's scored all their goals, and yep, he's, just, he's, looking, he's looking sharp. He doesn't look quite um, match fit, maybe, yet, but I always said he'd be a good signing, and... He's always, you know, he's a good goal scorer. So, yep, can't really argue with that signing, but very disappointing by Hibs' point of view, I think, to get beat at home as well. St. Men have been doing, uh, I think Calder would be really disappointed, especially after their performance against Kelly last week. But St. Men, yeah, they're still knocking the ball around really well, and they're actually, you know, reaping the rewards, which is one thing that Hamilton couldn't do last season. You know, they tried to play good football, but yeah. they couldn't quite get the results to match it. But from the looks of it, um, again, some woeful defending from from Hibs for both goals. Again, just completely complacent. I don't know. I don't know what was in the air this weekend, but it was just some dreadful defending again from uh, Booth and then Paulson for the for the second one. But yeah, they you know they took the took the goals well. Nice nice unselfishness as well. Both goals cut back for um, Stephen Thompson and Stephen Thompson. Yeah. The two different ones, which is always confusing. <laughs> so, yeah, great win for St Mirren, who are also pushing uh, the European places at the moment. So team. Yeah, I think the, the overall, the score was 2-1 to St Mirren. I'd went a, a 2-1 win for Hibs, which, well, I think that was, we now know that that was foolish. 
and you'd went for a 1-1 draw. Yeah, far too confident in Hibs, you know, should never do that. Yeah. <laughs> so moving on to the, the Sunday games and the first game, we've already covered the Celtics and Johnson game, but the, the first game, the televised game was Motherwell against Rangers, yep. which Rangers came away with a 3-0 victory, which does sound comfortable, but having watched it, it definitely wasn't. Motherwell probably could have taken the lead with an early corner that McGregor uh, struggled to parry away and almost a goal straight from the corner. And although Rangers did get the goals, Motherwell looked okay. They they did get a few chances, particularly from corners. McGregor didn't seem to be able to, to handle the, the in-swinger. But yeah, overall, McCoyce will be happy getting that victory in his belt. Wild will be happy getting his first goal for Rangers. But I would I would say overall I think they were quite lucky. Did you manage to see it? I didn't see it. No, I listened to the game and yeah, it sounded like the scoreline flattered Rangers a bit, but at the same time it's a difficult place to go. Motherwell flying at the start of the season, you know, when they took their chances and they won the game. I think there was a bit of, I mean, you you had seen the game and the radio at first they thought that the Motherwell well the equaliser that wasn't given was harshly ruled out, but then. They yeah, I think so. I think the the ball bounced up. I can't remember who it was, but uh, it was Murphy, uh, I think Jamie Murphy, Murphy. Hit his his arm slash elbow bounced down and he scored. But since then, on the forum, there was a, a few there was a discussion about whether that should be allowed. And in my view, was that although he maybe never meant it, the fact that the ball did bounce off his elbow and put him in a, a positive position to hit the shot straight away and score. I thought that that meant it was a free kick, but there's somebody on the forum, I can't remember the guy's name, maybe uh, Big Blue Nose Bear, maybe. I can't, I can't remember, but he posted saying that whether the whether it's deliberate or not is, is the key. It doesn't matter whether the ball bounces off his arm and ends up in a, a shooting position, a scoring position. It's whether it's deliberate or not alone, and I don't think it was deliberate. So, yeah, I think it should have stood. Yeah, it's that argument we were obviously discussing it last week um, in terms of, well, defenders and, and defenders and whether or not it be a penalty. And that's, it's, that is the one thing I highlighted that I thought it was if it's deliberate handball or not. And But the, then there's that question about natural and unnatural position. I think the main point they had in the radio, which I think it was Richard Gordon was making, I was listening to BBC Sports Sound, he was saying that, that Surely the the reason it would be disallowed is because I mean I've not seen it so I'm just going to basically quote what he said that the handball actually affected it, it helped him get into the position to score it wasn't just he controlled the ball it brushed his hand and it didn't have an effect as his argument was it actually had a bearing on where the ball went and then he was able to score because of that so yeah. I get the argument I think it's it's hard if it, I think if they solely put it down to being deliberate it's a difficult one then because what if someone's on the line and and the ball gets booted and it's going in, it hits their hand and goes out. Maybe they didn't dive to stop it. Maybe they were you know, they were on the ground and it just got kicked off his hand. Then it's difficult yeah. because you're saying, well, that the ball was going to go in until it hit his hand. Maybe that maybe then it's not a red card because you know he didn't mean to. But you know it's still. So I I I prefer the whole deliberate non-deliberate thing, but it's just the consistency is the problem. I see too many given whether it's in the box against a defender, whether it's in the middle of the park, where I don't think it's deliberate. So they do need to find a level of consistency if they're going to, you know, 
if they're going to go with that, that it has to be deliberate. But yeah, good, a good win for Rangers, and I was actually the one who put it down for a win. I think you didn't even you didn't even back your team in the predictor. I was very no, surprised. I didn't. I, I thought the Europa League would play a part in this, so yeah, I went for a one-one draw, and I think you went for three-two. However, three-two Rangers. I didn't think it would be as comprehensive, now. and I don't think it from the signs of it, it wasn't a three-nil game really. No, but, it, it wasn't. No, but yeah, good win for Rangers. So I'll be pleased with that. And we'll move on to my team, which is the final game at Rugby Park, which is a, another one I got a point in predictor because I did put it down as a draw. And I think you also got that. Did you get anything right? Did you even get a result right? Oh, wait a minute. Did I? Right, thanks for bringing that up. <laughs> <laughs> no, I didn't. No, because I, I went for 2-0 to Kelly in this game. So, yeah. That's actually zero. <laughs> zero the whole weekend. So yeah, at least see it in, in, in the lorry versus Craig battle, then at least I'm coming on top in that. So that's, that's Quite one. easily, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, from the sounds of it, actually, um, again, I couldn't even listen to it because I was at work and the game was only online. It wasn't on the radio at all. But I've, you know, I followed the updates and... At the end, Paolo Sergio came out and said he was disappointed we didn't win. I looked at the stats and it was we had more possession than Kamarnik. We had something like, well, if the stats are right, it said eight shots on target to their one. And immediately that makes me think that, you know, if anyone was going to win, it looked like us. And apparently it sounded like we played pretty well. We just couldn't get the goal. But maybe overall, I don't think from the reports I've read and heard that maybe anyone really deserved outright to win. So maybe a draw is a, it's a decent result, I think, at Rugby Park. Because non-old firm teams, as I think I stated recently on the podcast, don't do well in Europe, in the league, sorry, following a European game. Yeah. So we needed a response after Thursday, and I think they got it. We couldn't win, but Kilmarnock done well so far. You know, they completely destroyed the the wee team. So I'd probably get in trouble. For the wee Edinburgh team. Man. The wee team last week. So, yeah, to, to come away with the point isn't a bad result, I think. And from the signs that we put in a good performance, so... I'm I'm reasonably happy with that in both the fact that I got the the score the result right in the predictor and the fact that Hearts got a point. It was mentioned in last week's podcast that we would take a look at lookalikes within football and well out with football as well. And we we're going to open up. Laurie opened up a topic on the forum, asking for anyone's suggestions, and we received quite a few entries. And uh, I thought I would start off by given my own suggestions. Mm-hmm. Now, I went for some easy ones, and the first one I went for was John O'Shea and Paddy McGuinness. I think it's been done a few times before. It's a but... very good one, though. It's very that's yeah. striking resemblance between those two. I also went for Ricky Foster and Spock. The original Spock, not, not the new one. No. Yeah, I... I, I kind of see that one I think my right. I have to say my uh, my favourite I think which was posted is uh, was Big Blue Nose Bear which is Torres and Bruno I think that's very very <laughs> yes I think even yeah. the hair the hair well in the, at, the, at the time in the picture anyway is even even that's really accurate I thought that was quite a good one I, uh, I went a bit cheeky and went for Gareth Bale and just any old random chimp he he does have he does have a chimp like look about him I have to say but. yeah yeah I 
you mentioned Big Blue Nose Bear. He's he had a few in there. Frank Ribery and Sloth from the Goonies. <laughs> that was a, that was a, a bit harsh. It was a bit harsh. That's the exact word I was going to use there. And he he, he bent the, the forum rules a bit by, by posting a link between Edgar Davids and the Crazy Frog because the, the Crazy Frog had, well, he had no clothes on. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think that but, really counts as nudity though, does it? <laughs> A frog nudity counts, yep. <laughs> frog porn on there. <laughs> wonder if that'll come up in the search engine. Scottish football yeah. forums, frog porn. But, um, well, yeah, I hope not. The, who, uh, Graham posted David Walliams and Mark Viduka, which yeah, I can kind of I'm kind of see that one as well. Yeah, that's good. Uh, grumpy old man. This, this is very, very harsh. He posted Kyle Lafferty. He looks a lot like... The, the junkie on the scheme, you know, the, the one that wore the Rangers top. That is, that is pretty harsh. I, I don't think we should, that's, you know, that junkie from the scheme, you know, he doesn't deserve stuff like that, does he? <laughs> to be compared to Kyle Lafferty, that's just, that's just low. Uh, Japester had uh, Mastorovic, or as he's called on the forum, BFD, had... <laughs> He had his lookalike was Pinhead from Hellraiser. <laughs> Very good. And Samaras as Frank from Shameless, Channel 4. Another good one, eh? Um, I kind of cheated. I don't Well, maybe it's not cheating. But I put John Sutton and Chris Sutton. I don't know if uh, <laughs> blood relation, <laughs> if that's if that's cutting corners. But um, Paul Band also used that, though, with uh, Raphael and... And his Fabio. Fabio, and that's the one. I almost forgot his name. Yeah, the the Silva twins. Yeah. The De Silva twins at United. Yep, the very striking resemblance, as you'd expect. <laughs> I, yeah. I also like the Douglasta. If you, <laughs> he uh, posted uh, Gene Hackman and Phil Phil Scalari. Like that, that, yeah. that was a really good one. I thought. It's maybe not obvious, but see if you see if you see the picture on the forum, it it really is it's a very good one. Although maybe it's the jockey, the jockey Scott syndrome again, where it's just the moustache. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, Paul Band gave another one, and it's a ridiculous one because it's Sylvestra and a potato. <laughs> That's just silly. Just any old potato. And one that I think I, I'm I'm too young to remember who this is, but Black Dog suggested Paddy McCourt and Wurzel Gummidge. Uh, I'm far too young for Wurzel Gummidge. Can't remember him. It's a it's a name that I recognise, but I couldn't really tell you. It looks like a scarecrow to me. The picture that he's posted, but I'm sure some of the. Can you not remember Wurzel Gummidge? No. Oh, see, I th- I thought I was just going to say I can't remember him just to pretend I'm younger. I'm only 28 and I remember Wurzel Gummidge. Well, I'm 25. Oh, that's another era. <laughs> it's another, another era. There was another yeah. Paddy McCourt one, wasn't there? There was Paddy McCourt and the another guy from Shameless, but I can't remember what his character was called. Oh, he went out with the, the prostitute, didn't he? The uh, blonde prostitute, I, yeah. I can't remember. Was he not part of the, the, the kind of cycle family, wasn't he? He was, yeah. I forgot his uh, name. I forgot his name. Suggestions on a postcard, I can't remember. Yeah, but it's all on the forum on, in the off-topic section Yep. under the the forum title, Lookalikes. There's a few others there that we've not mentioned, mainly because, well, 
There's one from Big Blue Nose Bear of John Terry looking a bit like a, a she-male. <laughs> I wasn't sure if that would come across very well on the podcast. I think well, you really need to see it to yeah. believe it. <laughs> yeah, so get on the forum and, and see them there. Um, but no, there were some really good suggestions for cheers for everyone for, for contributing, putting those on. I've noticed, Laurie, you've not mentioned your Ronaldinho and your Jar Jar Binks. That was, oh, that was just an icebreaker, yeah. Ronaldinho and Jar Jar Binks. I kind of cheated with that one. I just sort of found that found that one online. I didn't think I went up myself. I just wanted to break the ice and open it up for everyone. So there you go. But um, I was going to throw another topic out there just now and we can maybe look back next week, which is a bit less just kind of light-hearted, but um, nothing definitely serious. It was after Di Canio. I don't know if you read it um, or heard it in the week ahead of the Paul Di Canio if anyone does know who's now manager of Swindon in League 2 and they had a derby this weekend against Oxford which they haven't had the derby for a while but basically Di Canio came out tried to do the whole mind games thing as you'd probably expect from Paul Di Canio yeah. and said that James Constable who's Oxford's I think he's like their star striker I think he's been their top scorer for a few years said that he's a, a Swindon fan you know, and he loves Swindon Town and he's been a fan since he was a kid and I'd love to bring him here and all this nonsense. And um, <laughs> It didn't really work because James Constable actually scored two goals uh, in the derby and they won 2-1. So whether he's a fan or not, it doesn't seem to get in the way. But I thought I'd throw it out there for um, people to maybe contribute with players who, whether it's rumoured or it's confirmed, support rival teams yeah. and play for another team and whether or not, basically, whether or not you guys think that it actually has an effect, whether people just ignore it, or maybe it does sometimes affect them. Um, one, I mean, like, obvious ones, in terms of Hearts Hibs, you've got, like, Michael Stewart, who not only supported Hearts, then came and played for us, went and played for Hibs, and then came back to us, and then came back again, and then went, yeah, can't get rid of him. But there's one, uh, I think... Down Celtic way, I always heard Scott Brown was allegedly a Rangers fan. Well, the rumour is that he's got a tattoo in his ankle, but I don't know if anyone will ever be able to confirm that. I think Kenny Miller was another one where the the story is that he, he kissed a badge. I, I can't remember seeing it, but he kissed a badge while at Celtic, and then he came back to Rangers and obviously did a, a job there. So, so yes, yeah, a, a good topic. Yeah, Kenny Miller is only. I think Kenny Miller just says he supports whoever he was going to play for since he was a kid, I have to say. I remember I remember under the the old five oh six era when we were we were up there and we were linked with Miller and it came out oh he actually supported Hearts as a kid, not Hibs and yeah. die hard Hibs fan, then he went to Rangers. I've always supported Rangers, he went to Celtic he probably said I supported Derby since I was a kid when he went there. Bursa Spore I always followed them. I always had their shirts and their scarves. So Yeah. It's a good one. I think uh, Ross McCormack was one a Rangers youth and supposedly he'd always supported Celtic. Yeah, I think there's a few and it'd be interesting to see what people think in terms of not just suggesting who supported who but if it ever affects them. I think the, the, the James Constable uh, example, if he is a Swindon fan, I don't know if that's confirmed or it was just a canio, you know, messing around but if he is, it certainly didn't affect him because he obviously banged in two goals and won Oxford the game. So we will throw that one out there. Won't discuss it too much depth just now. We'll leave it till next week and we'll see what everyone thinks. So yeah, if you do want to kind of get involved in that, then just go over to the forum, uh, uk. hit forum. And if you remember, you know how to do it. If not, just sign up and it's free. So get over there and do that. And that's the same for the predictor. 
you want to make any SPL predictions uh, in terms of beating us, which isn't hard. <laughs> uh, it wouldn't be hard. I think I'm in the monthly prize. I think I'm away a bit down in ninetieth place. Aye. <laughs> There you go. But there, there, there is a monthly prize available, so if anyone's keen to, to get that. And what I would also say is we've just started on the forum a Football Manager Challenge for any players of uh, Football Manager 2011. We randomly drew the league and randomly drew the team. And uh, I was mildly disappointed to end up being Arsenal because I tend to like to go the smaller teams. But a good challenge all the same, trying to to rebuild Arsenal and maybe get them back win the league so if you're interested in getting involved in the challenge and uh, just kind of posting your updates and basically seeing who can do best with Arsenal then get over to the forum as well Yeah the the game is Football Manager 2011 I think because well, I play 2010 I'm cheap I don't buy it every single year so yeah I'm stuck in 2010 so I can't really stuck take part in the past Yeah <laughs> I can't afford the £15 it costs. <laughs> Come on, well, if you're better than predicted, you could win the £20 monthly prize. I know, I know. You could buy the football manager, you know, just give you a, something to aim for. <laughs> Go, uh, going back to the predictor, I, I made a, a slight update to the, the code so that the leaderboard, you can now view the, the monthly leaderboard to see how you're doing for the £20 prize. And I think Sprog69 was doing very well. This month, uh, again, as I mentioned earlier, I think I'm away down in 90th place. So Yeah, at the moment, I mean, the full leaderboard, Sprog69 is actually top of the full leaderboard. Is he? Um, or is, is she? I, I'm not uh, sure. Or, yeah, it's like I he suppose, very right, could be a he or she, and he's he or she is top of the monthly one. JB's sitting in second, regular poster Aberdeen fan on the forum. He's sitting in second, so, you know, he's in with a good chance of it. You've got Cam She as well, sitting in third. So, a few people are not doing too badly. Uh, I'm actually only 23rd. You know, I'm not too bad at the moment this month. That's all right. You know, that's definitely in the top sort of fifth or so of people. So I'm I'm, I'm quite chuffed at that. I'll take that. Yeah. Yeah, well, definitely. <laughs> I would take that, yeah. I wish I could even get the top <laughs> half. Maybe fighting relegation at this stage. Um, although I think Scott uh, from the footyblog.net, I don't know if he's just been forgetting to put his predictions in. I can't tell whether he has or not, but he's on one point. He's actually, there's only two people worse than him, and I'm pretty sure the people who are worse probably haven't been making predictions. So, Well, one of them is uh, Cameron, that's my dad, and he's only just started this week. All right. I, I chased him, I chased him, I chased him, and he just kept saying, I'll do it, I'll do it, and then he's he's been slow in doing it. So, so yeah, he's only just done it this weekend, so it seems like he's got nothing. Ah, well, you know, you've got to start somewhere, I suppose. There's always, there's, there's always next month is always the way to look at it, I guess. Yeah, yeah, that that's it. That that was the idea behind the the twenty pound a month was really just because there's lots of people that are like me that are just well overall over the whole season they're not very good, but everybody can have a good season. Before we look at the SPL games, I thought it'd be good to look at the Europa League games on this coming Thursday evening. Do we have? And to? I thought, do, do we have to? <laughs> don't worry, don't worry. I we'll keep forgetting. I keep forgetting it's a second leg. <laughs> we'll leave the Hearts game to last, so don't want to depress you too much. So the first game up, the Rangers versus Maribor, the home leg. Now, I'm being a bit optimistic as a Rangers fan myself. I'm going to go for two 0 to Rangers. Yeah, it's realistic. I think uh, they're at home. They got beat, but. You know, it was narrowly, they got the way goal, so 
I think the ball's in Rangers' court, as they say. Uh, 2-0. I think it'll be more. I think I'm going to go 3-0, Rangers. I think good result today at home. You know, these these um, teams from the likes of Slovenia, they, they always do well at home, I find. But, well, famous last words, they don't usually travel so well. So I'm going to go 3-0, Rangers. I think I think they'll do the job. It will be, was it the... F- Rangers have only won one in was it twenty four matches something twenty five matches it's it's quite a lot yeah so they're gonna have to buck that trend to to match our predictions they certainly are the the next match up is Sion versus Celtic and Celtic although they have a they maybe have a better overall European record away from home they're very poor. Now, I've went for a prediction of 1-1 because I do think that they've got enough to, to get through this tie, but I just I just can't see them scoring many goals. So I think 1-1, and as we've talked about in previous podcasts, whether you'd support your rivals in Europe, I hope that 1-1 is enough for Celtic to go through. Yeah, I was actually going to go 1-1 myself as well. Um, it's difficult. You know the last, you know the result against St Johnson's really kind of it surprised me. So, but these things can often mean that a team is even more fired up to kind of you know to have a reaction and to show that this, it was a one-off. So I, I think they should have enough, but the Sion won't be it won't be any mugs and they'll probably be stronger at home, I presume. So yeah, one-one, but Celtic to go through. I'm I'm hoping I'm I'm optimistic that both old firm sides can still get through. So yeah, one-one and Celtic. Yeah. To qualify on the way goes, and the final Scottish game is the is Spurs versus Hearts. Now, obviously, Spurs demolished Hearts away from home, so I don't expect much different in this leg. But I think that Spurs will realise that the tie's over, and whether Harry Redknapp changes his starting eleven or whether his players subconsciously realise the tie's over, I think this, it's going to be slightly closer. And I do see Hearts getting a goal this time, but I see it finishing 4-1 to Spurs. Yeah, I think I did I did have a, an inkling maybe with the first game that if Redknapp was going to play a stronger team at any point, it would be at Tynecastle because he had five days before they played Man United, which... Um, is on the Monday, but then the second leg is sandwiched between Man United Monday, Hearts Thursday, Man City Sunday. So I think if he wanted to kill the tie, he would have done it in the first leg, which he did. So I think they'll rest. They're not going to play a bunch of under-19s or anything, but I think they'll rest a few. I don't think we'll see the likes of Van der Vaart, um, possibly maybe not be on a few. So it'll be a, a weaker team, I think, and they won't be going full throttle, possibly. But yeah, I still see Spurs winning that game, and I think you're right, probably winning it, but not quite as comfortable as that. And I hope we can get a goal, just just you know, some sort of consolation. I'm going to go three one, three one Spurs. I think you know they probably could go out there and score more, but I don't think they're going to want to. I think both teams know the tie's done. Spurs won't want to kind of overdo it when they've got a big game on the Sunday, and at the same time, Hearts have a big game on a Sunday as well the tie's over they'll be wanting to get some pride back so I think both teams will maybe there'll be a certain degree of realisation that there's not really too much for either side to do now <laughs> so yeah 3-1 and that's me, that's me being optimistic still so. yeah it would be nice so if Hearts did score first 
Uh, we we'd all a glimmer even of then, hope. We'd all know, yeah, <laughs> a, a glimmer. That's it. That's a good phrase. Yeah. Uh, however far fetched it would be, but to score the first goal would just just raise a few questions. Yeah. Do you think if we score the first goal, they'll be running into the net to pick the ball up and run back to the halfway line? <laughs> <laughs> Maybe that 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 would be taking a bit too far. But yeah, no, I think that would be good though, because I think that that would make for a good tie. I don't think it's going to be a, a vastly entertaining <laughs> tie. I, I, in these situations, I think both teams would probably happily go, look, can we not just say like the game's over? Don't bother with it. We've got league games now. Yeah. But yeah. So moving to the SPL, and the first game that I wanted to cover was the Pars against Motherwell. The Pars are obviously sitting in fourth place. Motherwell, prior to today's game against Rangers, where I think they were unbeaten, so I think that Motherwell are going to win this 2-1. I've went uh, 1-1. I've been impressed with both sides. Don't find surprise me. I think they've been looking really good in terms of both sides of the pitch, really, although they looked a bit dodgy against Inverness. But the last couple of weeks, they've done well at the back and got two good results. So I reckon it'll be a close one. Motherwell, although obviously they got beat 3-0, didn't seem to deserve a 3-0 um, humbling by Rangers. So I'm going to go 1-1. I think both teams confident just now. So 1-1 draw. The next game up is Inverness versus Kelly. Inverness have been fairly poor this season. Kelly last week shown that they've they've got they've got goals in them. They've got strength to to score. So I think I've got them winning 2-0. So Kelly 2-0 for me. I've actually went Inverness 2-1. Uh, Controversial. I suppose it'd be as well. Nothing else works. Um, <laughs> I don't know. I just think they'll really be needing a reaction at some point because they have been poor so far. They have they are that team now at the bottom with the single point. I think, yeah, they're the only team without a win now, aren't they? Um, so they'll be looking for reaction at some point. And Kelly maybe... They were fantastic last week, but today against you know a hard side, maybe low on confidence, but just had a European game, and from what I see, maybe it's like lucky the Hearts didn't get the win in the end. So maybe Kamarnik could be a bit inconsistent. A difficult place to go with Caledonian Stadium, so I'm going to go for a two-one win. Maybe I'm just trying to clutch at straws and find a good reason for it. I just picked that. Whatever. <laughs> I can't really give you advice because I'm rubbish at predictions. This is true, yeah. Yep. <laughs> Maybe I'll just go with the opposite of what you go. Maybe that would be better. With <laughs> right, right, well. <laughs> yeah, that, that could do well. The The next game up is St. Johnson versus Dundee United. And I'm going to I'm gonna ignore the result today for St. Johnson. And That's funny, being a Rangers fan. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. I, I'm going to ignore it in terms of this prediction, yeah. yeah. But tomorrow morning at work, I definitely won't be ignoring it. <laughs> I I'm not going to say it was luck for St Johnson, but I just from what I heard from the match and and from what I seen via my legal stream, I got that I just can't see them really scoring again. <laughs> so I said this last week, but yeah, I can't see St Johnson scoring again. And Dundee United, I think that they've just got they've just got too much class. I think one 0 to Dundee United. I went one 0 St Johnson. Um, not just because you went 1-0 Dundee United but I fitted in well I think it'll be a close game 
as much as Johnson don't look good up front, they're still solid. They don't seem to concede a lot. Oh, that means they'll probably lose four 0 now. But um, I just went narrow win. I think they'll be confident now. They've got that. They got the goal last week. Um, United disappointing result at home. So yeah, one nil St Johnston. Sunday's games involve the the three teams that are in Europe on Thursday. So the first game up I've got is St Mirren against Celtic. And bearing in mind that Celtic are away from home and St Mirren have had a good start to the season, I'm going to go for a narrow victory for Celtic because I do think that they'll still have enough for this. So I've went for a narrow victory of 1-0 to Celtic. I've went 3-1 Celtic. I think, again, you don't see often the old firm dropping points two weeks running. Again, probably means it'll happen now, but... uh, I think some men are good, but Celtic are better, and they'll really be looking for a reaction again in this game. So three one, I think it'll be quite open for a bit, but I think in the end Celtic's class will tell. So three one Celtic. And the next game up is Rangers against Aberdeen, and Aberdeen do seem to up their game against Rangers. Whether <laughs> not at Ibrox usually. <laughs> <laughs> not at Ibrox. Terrible. Yeah, no, yeah right. You're right, but they they do seem to to give a good game against them uh, overall, and I'm going to go for Rangers three one because I think the Rangers right now, I think they've they've got enough players there that are that are willing to score goals. Naismith will be missing from the European game, and I think he's he's key really to their attacking game, so he'll be back fresh. So yeah, three one to Rangers. I went the same deficit. I went two 0 I think Aberdeen. Still look poor to me. I mean, even watching the Inverness game, they seem to be holding on at the end for the win. But they're, they're solid. I think I don't think they'll give Rangers too much, but I can't see them scoring Ibrox, I'll be honest. Um, so a reasonably comfortable 2-0 Rangers win for me. And the final game of the weekend is, <laughs> is one that you'll be looking forward to, Laurie. I will it's indeed. Hearts versus Hibs. I'm, well... Coming into this, it's it's fairly easy to predict the result of this because oh, don't well, say that. Don't say that. <laughs> one one team's been pl- playing very poorly, and one team's been playing okay. I don't I don't want to build you up too much. We'll just <laughs> say okay. Been playing that well, we've got one win against Aberdeen who are terrible. It's not exactly. But you're doing better than Hibs. That's no hard. So yeah, I was going to go for a, a three 0 victory to Hearts. Yeah, you're going to laugh. I went Hearts four, Hibs two. Um, <laughs> I'm just fair. I just don't like these one nils and two nils. So I went four two. Uh, I can see it being a really open game. I think it's it'll be interesting because Paulo Sergio's got us playing very different sort of way. Which part of their downfall against Spurs, I think, was that we seemed to set out to try and outplay them which was obviously never going to happen but it'll be interesting to see how it comes up against Hibs in the first derby and I just see goals I think Hibs look dreadful at the back at the weekend but Connor is just so dangerous I think he'll score yeah. um, he always had a quite a good record against us in the derbies but I think we we look I think we could look pretty dangerous going forward but again maybe at the back uh, I, I don't know why I'm just going 4-2 Whatever. That's what a good game. I'm excited. It seems to have come from nowhere this time. Just because of all the Spurs excitement in recent weeks, I just suddenly stuck a 
snuck up on me that I've got the, the Edinburgh Derby next week. So, Are you going to it, Laurie? I am indeed, yes. Um, weird kick-off time. 15, was it? 15.44. Four, um, it's about 4 o'clock, isn't it? Yeah. So, yeah. plenty pub time before. Yeah, I'm, I'm not sure why they've done that. I'm assuming it's... it's, the, it's it'll be ESPN, won't it? If it's 3.45, I think. Yeah, but that's, that's what I assumed it'd be the TV company changing it. But, yeah, funny kick-off time. I'm just hoping for a... I'm hoping for a good game. And, obviously, I win because, you know, these... As uh, derbies work, you know, it's always... Uh, the bragging rights seem to last forever when you lose till the next the next one. It doesn't matter how well you're doing in other ways. If you lose the derby, it seems to be you can still get slagged until the next one comes around and you can enact revenge. Yeah. So, hoping for a good game and a Hearts win and another good atmosphere at Tynecastle. So, hopefully Thursday doesn't take too much out of us. I don't, I don't think we can really afford to rest players if we want to have any sort of pride left. So... Maybe Hibs can capitalise on that, and that's the way they'll be feeling. They can take advantage of us after maybe a difficult trip to White Hart Lane. So I think that, that brings us to the, the end of the podcast, Laurie. Yep. I think throughout the week on the, the forum, we'll be discussing the uh, players that support maybe their opposition or other teams and how that would potentially affect their game, whether whether they would be concerned about scoring against the the rivals or whether they would they would act like professionals that they are and carry on with the job at hand. Uh, next week we'll be discussing the Europa League games on Thursday. Hopefully it will be as positive as can be. As we've mentioned, I don't think either of us see Hearts progressing, but I, I really do hope that, that Celtic do progress as well as Rangers into the, the group stages. So thanks for joining me once again, Laurie. It's a pleasure. It's been, a, it's been more positive than maybe I expected after midweek. So yeah, get on the forum, scottishwheelforums.co.uk and obviously we're on Facebook as well, which is just uh, click like on the Scottish Football Forums page or follow them on Twitter, which our Twitter is at sfootballforums. So I think that's all the the social networking covered. <laughs> That's it, yeah. Yeah, you if you follow me on Twitter you'll you'll get me posting links to the forum and occasionally you'll get me watching games and getting drunk and posting things I maybe shouldn't on Twitter. <laughs> and and regretting them in the morning. But that's all part of it. Oh, you might you might get a live get might get some live drunk chat next week if 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 hearts perform admirably in the derby because sometimes I get I get tempted by after match pints so I'll have to rush back to record the podcast so hopefully I'm not too much for wear oh yeah I, the podcast is recorded on a Sunday evening so yeah <laughs> <laughs> Laurie it could be a fun one <laughs> I, don't, I don't know if I trust myself <laughs> to, to be sensible but anyway we'll see could be entertaining then again if, if we get humped maybe I wouldn't maybe I'll be ill Maybe I won't even make the podcast. Call off, yeah. Uh, if you do get humped, then I'll need to find a Hibs fan for a guest slot. Oh, no, I can't let that happen. No. Maybe I'll come on, whatever. Show a brave face. <laughs> right, but as I said, thanks a lot for joining me, Laura, Laurie, for the Scottish Football Forums podcast. And see you again next week. See you later, guys. Yeah.